Hey there, welcome back to Science Fiction. I am Salim Sutterwala, and as always, I'm joined with Carl. Carl, how's it going? Uh, good evening, a long time no see. Hope everything's well. It is, it is well. I had gotten a really bad cold, and I couldn't talk without coughing every five seconds, so uh, we did have to cancel our show last week at, like, that day, because I just, like, man, I can't, I can't speak. <laughs> I couldn't mm-hmm. speak, so like, yeah, it didn't seem like it would be a good idea to to continue. Uh, but how how have you been? Everything going well for you? Anything new going on on your end? Uh, not entirely new, uh, or anything really. Just uh, trying to get back into the swing of things. And um, I mean, I have been working on making new toys lately. Um, I got a, a handful that are needing to be prepped. I did a couple of small revisions. Uh, one of them's like right there. Actually, three of them are up there. But um, okay. yeah, just working on some of that stuff now. Finally, it's been a couple months. So I'm a little, little rusty, but um, it's nice to get back to the swing of things. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's been uh, like I said. You know, it's been, it's been not that eventful, other than just kind of. Uh, getting over being sick and hoping that you know it's not COVID. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's generally like the game you end up playing whenever you uh, whenever you get sick. You end up thinking, hey, "Is it COVID? Let's hope it's not." Go get tested, and then the tests are not even accurate, and <laughs> so, yeah. so you, you don't know if it is. But luckily, like for me, I didn't get too bad. But anyways, as we as we stop talking about COVID because. COVID is stupid and it sucks. Um, we have a fun show today. <laughs> yeah. Speaking we of COVID, a... the first thing we have to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Technically, it is COVID related. Um, but yeah, let's get yeah, let's get into our show. I know we're going to talk about today Mar- um, Doctor Strange and uh, also give our thoughts on the Matrix movie. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to do a couple of fast flicks. Um, the first fast flick has to do with Morbius. Um, although, if you want to post, uh, yep, there it is. Uh, so it, it was postponed. It was supposed to come out in like two weeks originally, um, but because of the uh, uh, Omicron outbreak for COVID, they're kind of like, you know what, we don't want that to uh, mess up our sales. I imagine that's exactly why they did it. So they pushed it out to April first, uh, two thousand twenty-two. I know you and I have been talking about this movie a lot and because of the whole how it affects like you know the Spider-Verse and all that uh jazz. Um I'm I'm still going to watch this movie. I was kind of looking forward to it just because I was like, man, I was the other day when I was looking to see what movie was coming out next at like comic book movie wise and I was like, oh, Morbius comes out soon. I was like, oh, apparently not. I just did a quick search I was like, oh, apparently mm-hmm. not. They pushed it up, pushed it uh in April now. So, um It'll be interesting, like I said. I'm, 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 I'm. That's what I saw. It was really only for that reason. Um, I don't know if there was any other new news that came up that might have been that you know they had some other issues that they wanted to. I don't think it was like they need to reshoot scenes or anything like that. And I didn't know if I had saw anything like that. Yeah, that's what I initially thought, but I haven't done any actual research into why the um, they postponed it. So if it's for COVID, like I, I guess. I understand, but it's not really, I mean, from my perspective, it's not stopping anyone else from releasing movies in theaters. And I don't think um, it's going to really help their 
I mean, their uh, their box office sales, like people are going to go see it or they're not. Right. I don't think COVID's going to really affect that. But, you know, that's that's the decision they made. We'll see. Maybe like maybe like a couple of million. Not, yeah. <laughs> not, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're going to have the same reaction as uh, No Way Home did. Like, exactly. Yeah, that. I think that's what they're they're kind of like. We want to make sure we hit you know one billion. So let's just go ahead and postpone it so everyone goes. Like people don't know who Morbius is and they don't really care. Right. So it's not gonna right. be. It's well, not gonna be doing numbers. And I guess you know I I think it's also like I don't know how big of a draw Jared Leto is either because like you look at him he's a draw look, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I don't know. I mean he's he I know he's a really good actor. He's won Oscars and stuff like that, Academy Awards and stuff like that, but. I don't know, like if people are kind of like you know when we talked about um, Atlantis when they made Atlantis with Jason Momoa, like people saw that because of him. They, it was not necessary because it was Aquaman. Is because of him. He's a huge fucking draw. People love watching him. So that movie made well over a billion dollars worldwide because of him. Yeah, because um, of him specifically. Because <laughs> yeah. Aquaman is okay, but. Um... It's not like he's not that big of a uh, a draw of of a character to do bigger numbers than Batman versus Superman. No, exactly, exactly. So it kind of shows you, like, look, may, you know, maybe we're underselling it. Maybe if Jared Leto is a draw in that sense, people are like, oh, I want to go watch Jared Leto in this movie because I love his acting. So let's go watch this movie. Um, kind of like. The way I think, I think um, Venom did decent in the box office. I think because Tom Hardy is a draw, uh, in a, in a sense. I, I don't think people. Would I think it's the way. Around. I think Venom's a draw for that. You think so? I, I like. I mean, no, Venom's huge, no doubt. But like without Spider Man involved, I just I don't know how much of a draw that is. But I don't know. I don't know. I just maybe I'm trying to undersell it. I don't know. It just seems. But it, like I said, you know, it's it's. I don't know how much it's going to help them, like you said. Uh, it's interesting to think about, too. Uh, moving on. So the other little tidbit uh, they had released for Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, they had some costume leaks for Thor and Jane Foster, their new look. Um, this looks pretty clean. I mean, obviously, these are just artist drawings in a sense, but um, you kind of get a first look on what their new costume, because... Obviously, with Chris Hemsworth, he looked completely different in Endgame. Uh, he didn't look like that. I'm sure he's, they're going to have something showing him, like, probably losing weight again or something. I don't know. Yeah, I would love um, to have him, like, on a, mo a montage. Right. Have him, like, on a out. treadmill and then, like, doing crunches and stuff. A bunch right. of it, would be, it would be funny if they had, like, Chris Pratt, like, trying to keep up with him. Like, Star-Lord. Yeah. Like, because and, and remember that there. joke? Yeah, well, remember that joke that dad like he's like, "You're not a man. You're kind of pudgy now." Yeah, or right, like they right. made fun of his like things. So like, obviously, he's trying to. He's they're both have a little battle on who the leader of you know the guardians are now. So it'd be kind of funny to see that like them kind of you know Chris Hemsworth working out, Thor working out, getting back in shape, and and. You know Peter Quill struggling to keep up with them, right? And then right. Drag, yeah, like you said, Drax doing goofy things as well. Um, and then yeah, you see Jane Foster; she's gonna be the new uh, Thor. Um, she is; she does become Thor in the comics. Uh, and uh, it's uh, I think so. I haven't really read 
that comic book. Um, I think it's it's another universe, or is it the same? No, that is main six one six. It's an excellent run of comic books. Okay. Like I'll have to check is, it out. Uh, oh, frick, I can't remember who, who wrote it right now. Um, but he's a great writer. He's wrote um, some Wolverine stuff. He did the Thor run. He's done doing Avengers right now. I think he's doing Punisher next. Um, uh, as far as you know, as far as writing, but he did the Thor stuff with with Odin's son, and then it was he had lost uh, his worthiness, and um, right. that's when Jane picked up the hammer because uh, I guess I don't want to spoil it too much, but Jane was able to pick up the hammer, and she became Thor for a while, and those comics were awesome. Like I never okay. like I'm not a huge Thor comic book reader. I yeah, have read from before that before this run and i enjoyed it uh relatively well uh michael's uh uh straczynski's run and i believe matt fraction's run they were they were pretty good but um but this run with with jane and unworthy thor and stuff uh 10 out of 10 some of the best comic books i've read in a long time um and yes i really really liked her as thor uh, she's not Thor anymore, she, but she does have a role in the comic books now, which I need to catch up on as well. But I still like that. Um, I don't know how long we're going to see her as Thor in this movie. So uh, I'm hoping it's more than just this movie, but I doubt it's going to last longer than that. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I know she had a falling out with MCU. Um, she hated how her Natalie how she was portrayed. Yeah, Natalie Portman, that is. Um, she was hated out. She was portrayed as such like a little weakling character, which mm-hmm. she has a right because it was kind of annoying. They kind of portrayed her in, in um, obviously way back in the original version. Um, they just had a, you know, it was a different era time where, you know, it was more damselly uh, and distrust type of character. Um, modern times, obviously, that's just not how you want to approach these kind of characters. So, mm-hmm. They kind of had her like that. Both movies were similar. She was very like, you know, dependent on Thor as opposed to being a strong character on her own. She didn't like that. So obviously they're they're going to rewrite some of that, you know, aspect out. And I'm sure that's been a part of why she wants to come back. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, I'll be, I'm excited to see you know this movie um, and see how she does. Uh, and you're like you said, that'll be cool if they do make her. Uh, Thor for at least majority of this movie as opposed to just like the last like 10 minutes or something like that you know like yeah and I I doubt they do all that bring her back and they've been hyping her up since comic-con 2019 or whatever maybe 2018 I don't remember but um, I'm, I'm very curious to see how they approach writing her back in because they effectively kind of wrote her out of the universe in Thor Ragnarok is in in that scene before they meet Doctor Strange, Thor, and Loki, and um, they're like, "Oh, sorry that Jane broke up with you," and he makes a jokes like, "Oh yeah, you know, it was a mutual thing. You know, we yeah, just yeah, yeah. drift apart sometimes." So they like effectively wrote her out, but right. with Ta- uh, Taika Waititi uh, directing that movie and it doing so much better, I think you know all that relationship that between he and Chris, him and Chris, and then. Uh, uh, Taika being so well known and respected within the uh, industry is probably why Natalie Portman was like, okay, if we're going to come back, I'm definitely working with Taika and we're going to write this character and it's not going to be 
you know, Dan Bloom is stressed. It's not going to be, uh, you know, she's going to be awesome. She's going to be important. She's going to be relevant. She's going to have, you know, a spotlight because Natalie Portman is an award-winning actress. Right. Playing right. a damsel in distress for four, like five, 10 minutes of a movie is just not her go. So I'm, right, I'm super right. excited to see it, uh, see her uh, in this costume and how they do it. And, and like I said, I hope it's for more than just a couple minutes or just even just this movie. I really want it to last for a little while. Right. It'll be pretty cool. It'll be pretty cool. And then another costume leak uh, for the same movie um, Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie. Uh, they released that. She took a. She posted that on um, Instagram, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Either she did or someone else did. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, it looks uh, it looks clean. I, I like it. Um, she uh, it just kind of like a more um, less. I think the other one had like blue in it. I think this one just more of like a straightforward look. Um, mm-hmm. Not not as like you know. I think the. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe I'm wrong, but I seem to remember the last one being a little more sparkly than this one. Yeah, the Valkyrie outfit that she wore, which like the official Valkyrie outfit slash what she had in Endgame was white with gold. Right, yeah. It was a little more shiny. Like This one just seems like mm-hmm. a clean... Um, I mean, in this picture, it kind of looks black and white. Maybe it's a dark blue. I can't tell. I it might, yeah, I think it's black and silver. Silverish colors. Like, oh, or silver. Like okay. Metallic okay. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a couple of tidbits there. It'll, it'll be fun to see her. Um, I'm hoping to see a bigger, uh, obviously, a, with her with this being a more Thor related movie. Um, I'm hoping we see a bigger role from her too because she was barely in uh, Infinity War or Endgame. I, I can't remember if she was even she wasn't she was even in, in Infinity War, and um, I can't remember if she, yeah because she was not in it at all and. Then she wasn't in Endgame at all either. Um, no, she was till the well, the end, till the very end. Um, no, she, she came in with when oh, yeah, they no, yeah, to yeah, go find yeah. Thor because he was uh, yeah, playing video right, games with right. Korg and, and all that. And she's uh, the king of Asgard at that point. So I think that's where her story is going to pick up in this next movie. Is that um, they, you know, Thor has gone out to go, you know, hang out with the Guardians, and then she's still there. And Asgard, but people aren't feeling her as king. Probably whether she's too stern, or they're being sexist and they say a woman can't be king, or something like that. Uh, but eventually, uh, you know, things are going to stir up in this new version of Asgard. Uh, also, she hasn't even been in Asgard for this whole entire time. She's going to be, you know, she previously she was on Sakar and all of the other places. So she just comes in right. and you know, becomes king just because Thor said so. So a lot of people are probably not feeling that. Um, and that's where it's going to be um, the pickup point for the, the next Thor movie with her, at least. Right, right. And I wonder if, I don't know if he'll be in it in, in the regular movie, but I wonder if they'll do something in the end where they have Loki appear because his variant oh is around. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it'll be interesting. Um, and by the way, I just remembered the the name of the uh, the writer for that Thor run is Jason Aaron. So Jason Aaron wrote the whole um, the Thor, the God Butcher run or Thor, and then Unworthy Thor, then Jane becoming the new Thor, and then a little bit further after that, he he kept writing some Thor stuff. All excellent stuff. He's a really great writer. 
Yep, yep. That's uh, that's something I'll check. I'll check out for sure because I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll take tidbits from that run to end this movie. Um, to some parts of it. Um, obviously, like you said, MCU does tend to do little things like that. But let let's get into uh, Doctor Stranger first. What we'll do is we'll play the trailer that they aired post credit in Spider Man uh, No Way Home. That's one of the uh, two post credits, one of two post credit scenes. So we'll we'll air that right now, really quick, just in case if there's people that haven't watched it yet. Don't cast that spell. It's too dangerous. Why? We tampered with the stability of space time. The multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. Your desecration of reality. was the only way. But I never meant for any of this to happen. show up i made mistakes and people were hurt i'm not here to talk about westview then what are you here for i need your help with what what do you know about the multiverse i'm sorry stephen you understand the greatest threat to our universe is you. Things just got out of hand. So that was the trailer. Um, it's interesting. It was a it was fun trailer. It has a lot of like you can um, dig back to a lot of stuff that's happened as far as the uh, WandaVision, the stuff from there. Um, what if? Um, obviously, um, those being the bulk of it, and then parts of it also uh, going back to the first Doctor Strange, where you see. Uh, Dr. Mordo coming back um, and, and confronting um, Dr. Strange. So uh, I know there's a lot of Easter eggs and little tidbits in here that we can really dig into. So we'll start out with that. Um, if you want to go ahead and take off or start off uh, with some points, I think you had first. Well, uh, and did you want to bring up something with the, the, the watch first? Is that the first point you had? Right. Oh, okay, that I, I know that. So yeah, it's kind of like uh, the the foreshadowing potentially. Um, maybe um, obviously he, in, in in the movie he's very like um, 
what do you call it? Uh, in a sense where he's very, um, like attached to objects. Like he has like all the huge, uh, watch collections in the first movie that he's really like, you know, um, that's really, really important to him, like the various expensive watches, um, mm-hmm. as, as the movie goes on, when you see him start end up losing everything after his accident, he ends up with only one watch and, uh, that's the watch. And it kind of could be hinting at like foreshadowing is like, it's like the way it's cracked, maybe hinting at splintering of timelines into a whole other parallel realities. Um, just thought it was an interesting little, uh, Easter egg, maybe. Uh, that they could have uh, placed into that. All right, yeah, and then um, it already like the the opening of the trailer starts off with this uh, the quotes, which came, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, those came from No Way Home, right? The multiverses concept we know frightening little, right? Right, right. Uh, so that's directly from No Way Home, and then you hear also uh, Mordo's voice. Your desecration of reality will not go unpunished. So, like for me, it seems like you know, obviously, the, this movie is going to be strange facing the consequences of his involvement in in No Way Home, uh, changing you know everyone's uh, memories of of Peter Parker and affecting reality. Uh, all these all these characters coming from different realities, different timelines. Uh, all the different Spider-Mans and and the villains and so on. But I also think it could be something else too. So uh, I think it's certainly going to have an effect, all that Spider-Man stuff uh, on this movie. But I think there's going to be more to that too. I don't think Mordo is actually even referencing Spider-Man entirely. And um, for that, like I, I want to bring up, I have the plot synopsis. Uh, the official plot synopsis of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, so we'll just go ahead and read that here. Uh, the door to the multiverse full of mystery and madness opens. Now that Iron Man and Captain America have left after a fierce battle in Avengers Endgame, former genius surgeon and the strongest magician of them all, Doctor Strange, is expected to play an active role as a central figure in the Avengers. However, using his magic to manipulate time and space at will with a forbidden spell that is considered the most dangerous has opened the door to a mysterious madness called the multiverse. To restore a world where everything is changing, Doctor or Strange seeks help from his ally Wong, Benedict Wong, the Sorcerer Supreme, because Wong is a Sorcerer Supreme now, uh, and the Avengers' most powerful Scarlet Witch, Wanda Elizabeth Olsen. But a terrible threat looms over humanity and the entire universe that no and the entire universe that no longer can be done uh, by their power alone. Even more surprising, their greatest threat in the universe looks exactly like Doctor Strange. So that for me, like if we're basing just even just off the synopsis here, I feel like he's going to do something else in this movie before all of the craziness happens. And there's going to be another reason uh, why Mordo is going after him, as we see later in the trailer. Um, And that could be possibly like what we see with this, uh, like him and uh, what was her name? Christy getting married. Like 
right. she's in the wedding dress and stuff. Like, I don't necessarily, that, that could be like a, a false reality or it could be an alternate reality. It could be a dream. It's hard to say if that's actually real or not, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something, but yeah, I, yeah. I think there's that, a lot of going on there. Yeah. So that one scene, uh, although if you could put back where, uh, uh Dr. Strange uh, is standing in front of, uh, nope, the, Yep, that one right there. So it's interesting. He appears to obviously find himself in like in a parallel world, um, mm-hmm. from uh, suffering from like a dramatic, like it looks like it's like decaying. Um, you know, it's kind of seems like dystopian in a sense. Um, like he's rushing through the gates to, you know, to just like the environment and all that. Um, it kind of, kind of, uh, reminded me uh, of like in Loki, um, where he gets John to a similar place that's turned out to be the void at the end of time. So I'm wondering if this is kind of like um, Dr. Strange for Strange's version of the void at the end of time. So it's just like a little glimpse of uh, like a little thing that, you know, came up that just thought of that. Maybe that could be uh, a connection there. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting uh, in that regards. Uh, next we do have, that's, you know, one, uh, the post Wanda Vision, uh, Scarlet, uh, which faces Doctor Strange for the first time. Um, and they have, uh, she's kind of like apologizing, and then she, he's like, I'm not here for that. So that's that's interesting, right there. Um, yeah, and I think, I think that, um, there's a small chance, like, uh, at least I've seen people say that, um, this location is Wonder Gore. <laughs> Um, that she's like in the the hills or the valleys or whatever of Wondergore, which I think would be really interesting if that's the case. Um, for like a real quick for those who don't know, Wondergore is where um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, like Wanda and and Pietro, that's where they were born. That's where they're from. Um, that's also where the High Evolutionary uh, is a, a villainish kind of character. Is uh, does all of his work, his research. He he created uh, a whole lot of like uh, humanoid a- animals or animals that are like turned into humans or you know experiments and stuff. He he's an experimenter on evolution and so on. So he tries to evolve animals and there's like uh, cows and and dogs and whatever that are able to talk and, and walk and stuff like that but he um there's rumors that he's in this movie and that's why um there's also rumors that that location is wonder gore so she's there um so we'll we'll see more soon but i i hope that's the case yeah and it'll be interesting if she's kind of like i don't know if she'll be portrayed as a villain in this movie um I don't or think if so. she like not a villain, but like still being dangerous. Like if she has full control of her powers yet, that's what I meant more so. Like if she has figured out how to control her powers, so she's not you know making other realities and things like that again, um, or splitting uh, universes again and things like that. Uh, that'll be a, a, an interesting aspect as well. Um, there there is also new characters being introduced in this movie uh from the marvel universe um dr strange can uh travel the multiverse because of america chavez um she is part of the ms marvel she well she is ms marvel right 
is it? Or does that no, matter? she's not. America Chavez is. Um, she can go by Miss America sometimes. But America, she is, America. That's right. Yeah, sometimes she goes by that name, but for the most part, um, uh, she is uh, America Chavez. She just goes by America. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I don't know a lot about her, like what her powers are. I know you said, um, because of her, she can travel to multiverse. Like, what do you know her her power rate? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, uh, real quick, I want to answer David's question. Do you guys know if the Guardians of the Galaxy are in the new Thor movie? Yes. Yes, they are. And vice versa. The Thor is supposed to be in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie uh, for a brief little bit. And that's not coming out for because they're filming it now. But also uh, Guardians of the Galaxy are supposed to be in the Thor movie for a brief little bit as well. So they won't be like big major players. Because it's still a Thor movie and they do their own thing, but they are all supposed to be in each other's movie. Um, as far as America Chavez, so she is, think of America Chavez as like Rogue with that kind of power set. Rogue from the X-Men, super strong, super tough, can fly, um, big puncher type of character. But also, again, we're talking specifically comic books because who knows what they do with the MCU. Uh, but all of that. And then she has this ability that she can punch reality and create a, a, a teleportation uh, looking star shaped hole in reality. So it, she'll punch. Uh, she'll just punch thin air. It'll turn into a star. And it actually is a teleport to a different reality any reality that she wants at any point and again this is specifically comic books so she can go she can just leap from reality reality uh at any point at, at, at will so that's that's her power set um she is a uh young avenger she she was a young avenger so we would you know because we're seeing a whole lot of setup for the young avengers with you know kate bishop with uh, Wiccan and Speed with uh, Miss Marvel coming and uh, so on. So she will expectedly be on whatever they do with the Young Avengers in the future. And, um, you know, she most likely will have a, a, a Disney Plus show at some point, probably. Right, right. Um, I, you know, it'll be, it'll be uh, fun to, you know, have new characters. Like I said, like characters like her that aren't as popular. It's nice that uh, that they can introduce her in these in the in a movie like this and get like fans to really get to know the character and things like that. Um, and it'll be fun to obviously when she, when they do the Disney Plus series, um, I'm sure they'll have a, a broader explanation of what her character and her background is and everything like that as well. Um, and then returning characters, we have uh, Baron Mordo um, with a new look. It looks like mm -hmm. as well. Um, although, if you want to pop up that picture really quick for Baron Mordo, nope, not that one. Yep, there it is. is. Um, but yeah, it's uh, he has a brand new look here, and he kind of confronts uh, Doctor Strange of uh, obviously the things that he's done and that he, you know, he, that he's a problem in a sense. Um, you know, it's interesting. I think it was rumored that Doc in Doctor Strange Two is introducing the Illuminati. So um, there was like rumors flying around that maybe his new look is kind of an indication he's taking on a new role in general. 
um as maybe maybe a leader of for them or something like that um so that that could be like or or even that's a different multi you know multi-universal uh version of him as well it's it's just, uh interesting the the new look that he has because um it's obviously from the comic it's much he's he's differently portrayed um in the comic than the mcu because in the comic um mcu you almost kind of you know understand his reasoning for you know doing what he did in the post credit scene in the first movie um you know it's not just pure evil and and the comic he's evil he just wants you he's the one who wants to use dark magic to you know become sorcerer supreme and get dormammu uh you know, have dormammu come into our reality take over uh on all that stuff but in this movie it's a bit different right uh, on the mm -hmm. mcu it's a bit different so it'll be interesting to see if he's actually a bad guy or if he's something that's kind of coming in and just kind of being a contrast to dr strange more so than just a the bad guy you know what i'm saying like instead of a villain just being mm -hmm. a contrast to dr strange now i want to see also just what he's been up to this entire time because you know we got you know this is he's got longer hair that dreads now uh because it's been it's been a while since we've seen him and i want to know if he got snapped or not if he because you know dr strange was gone but maybe mortals was still around and during that five years i mean if he was gone if he was snapped then not much has changed but it's still this entire time he's been going around hunting uh, other magic users and presumably killing them um so it'd be really interesting like to see his body count if he wasn't snapped in this entire time and he was just taking out sorcerers left and right uh, maybe even absorbing their power which is another thing that could be doing uh too because like in in dr strange in what if uh, he was absorbing different powers from all these different beings. Um, it's possible that he can take powers from other sorcerers because, you know, he doesn't want them to abuse their power. So uh, he did remove the power of that the one guy at the end of Doctor Strange, right? He took his power from him. Right, yeah. Right? So before that he, he was... Right, he was the power that he was using to make himself, like, be able to walk and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so he basically, he doesn't want anyone to use powers for selfish reasons right right essentially that's his and it's kind of like sad you understand like you not necessarily might not agree with them it's kind of like the way they even did killmonger mm -hmm. like he's a so like he could be a villain but he kind of doesn't have necessarily he's not it's, it's not such a black and white issue right like in a sense that it's not not a villain in the classic way of they just want world power and world domination but right, more of right. they have a, a understandable uh desire and and motivation but just going about it in the wrong means right exactly exactly so um that that is going to be interesting I'm, I'm i'm excited to see like you said with the where he's been and and it'll be interested to see um what further they do with him as character development is concerned um as because he obviously is going to be different from what he was in the first movie uh the next one is important it's it's the uh the nexus of all realities um this is a connection so that's the the shot that you see in the trailer and the nexus of real realities and the nexus essentially is a cross-dimensional gateway which provides a pathway to like all possible realities uh, kind of the realities between realities um it's unknown whether it was created 
by a being or just this kind of like a place where the entire multiverse uh, can kind of uh, naturally intersect. Um, but if you remember in WandaVision, they had a commercial, uh, Nexus commercial, like, you know, an Easter egg. Um, they were hinting towards, like, they were just dropping a little hint or thing towards the Nexus of rea all realities. Um, that was, like, everything, like, I remember, I remember when watching that show and they would have all these random commercials. Um, it was like there, there was always rhyme or reason for it, and mm -hmm. this is one of the reasons they had this specific commercial air uh, is because it was connected to Doctor Strange movie that was going to be coming up, and it was because of the nexus of our realities. Yeah, I remember um, slightly related, but I remember in the X Men animated show. They had one of the, actually it is it is the best storyline. It is the best storyline. So the story is called Beyond Good and Evil, and it's the story where Apocalypse has to gather all of these psychics, and they go outside of time to the nexus of time, and it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of similar in that in that image, um, but in the in the anime series it was kind of like the rainbow bridge, like all of those platforms it was like that but it was like they were like rainbow looking platforms going into the middle which was the nexus where everything um was crossing over all the different timelines so in this case it's realities but yeah it just reminded me of that yeah so um that's something that's that's going to be a big part i imagine of this movie and going forward especially if they do more multi uh multi multiverse um traveling and all the you know dig more deep into the multiverse multiverse especially obviously they have um ant-man uh quantico coming up ant-man and lost quantumania sorry quantico quantico is a show that <laughs> they had i was thinking I just, that's not related to the mcu or marvel in any way it's just a random show i can't remember what it's about but yeah uh, Quantumania, that's probably also going to dig into that because obviously uh, Jonathan Majors, who's going to play, um, tip my tongue, the character. King. King. King the Conqueror. Um, he's going to be appearing in that. And obviously he's he's a time traveler and different. he can also kind of go through different uh, universes, I believe. So uh, that's going to probably uh, come back to that or come back at some point, I would imagine. Um, I think the next thing we had here still that you had picked out that you had noticed, um, it was like the, it was that the not Shuma Gorath. Yeah. This, uh, the tentacle monster that, uh, Marvel has been giving us several different tentacle monsters throughout 2021. Um, if you don't remember, uh, we first saw one and the, was that one? Darn. Well, there was one in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is not 2021, uh, but that was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They had summoned the Hydra, like the mythological Hydra, like Hydra, the organization is based off a actual within Marvel Universe, an actual monster that is a Hydra and they worship it like a god or something like that. And they summoned it in that show. And then within the actual MCU on what if there was a tentacle monster in that whole um, Captain C 
Carter episode, the first episode uh, with Captain Carter towards the end, she was fighting the mythological Hydra that they summoned back and they were fighting each other. So people were thinking, oh, that's got to be Shuma Garath because we saw tentacles and she was fighting. No, it was actually a mythological Hydra that was the the reason why uh, Hydra was formed and, and based off of. But then I believe later on in Wait, What If?, we saw another tentacle monster, and that's the one that Doctor Strange absorbed, the evil Doctor Strange absorbed, and he was absorbing power so he can you know, do what he was doing. Uh, so there was one in that episode later on. Now we have this tentacle monster in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, and immediately a lot of people think it's Shumagrath. Uh, most of the people that are gamers like me that only really know that character from playing Marvel versus Capcom, because uh, not a, a Shumagrath is not a character that shows up a lot in comic books at all. Uh, but um, there is confirmation that this is not Shumagrath; that this is supposedly a creature called Gargantos. And what is the difference? Because they look exactly alike. Shuma usually is more greenish, sometimes purple, but it's really the color is not the, the big deal. It's really more of the usage. Um, I have saw somewhere that they are going with Gargantos instead of Shuma because of some sort of legal issue. Um, from I don't know how valid that is, but for me, I don't think if it was someone, if it was Shuma Garath, they wouldn't actually show him in the trailer, kind of like Dormammu, because in the sense that they don't, Shumagrath and Dormammu have very similar uh, powers and abilities. Where, like, if you remember Dormammu in the first movie, he couldn't do anything in the reality that we were in, like, or you know, Doctor Strange is a normal reality. But in his own reality, Dormammu was immensely powerful and kept destroying Doctor Strange every single time. If it wasn't for that trick that you know he outsmarted him, he, there's no way Doctor Strange would have beat him. Shumagrath is very similar in that sense that in his own reality, Shumagrath is ridiculously powerful. But he does have the ability to somewhat come to... Uh, this reality for the most part but he's not nearly as powerful but um i don't think they would use shuma garath in this movie to throw a car at dr strange because this you know given his power set which i i do have kind of right here i'll try to quickly go through this um uh, shuma Graf was a powerful sometimes stated to be omnipotent and ancient demon the possesses vast supernatural powers stated to be the archetype class three demon he is considered to be one of those power uh, be the uh the one of the primal powers of chaos which is kind of relevant because chaos magic and scarlet witch right um mm -hmm. stated to be the greatest of the old ones in his dimension he is virtually unstoppable given past reformations unknown if he's ever if he can ever truly be killed among his many mystical powers is the ability to communicate with and control others with his within his vicinity and across dimensional barriers. He can create and direct powerful blasts of mystical energy, usually from his eyes or tentacles, and, and affect transmutations on a planetary scale. Uh, he's very tough, resistant to magic. He also has the ability to just destroy realities 
It says the power of Shumagrath is such that he can destroy multiple galaxies solely through his aura pr pressure. Shumagrath has also the ability to destroy realities by using his tentacles to create a ball of energy, which he fires at the reality. So he can just shoot a reality with a ball of energy and destroy it. I don't think you're just going to have him throw a car at Doctor Strange. So I don't think that's it. Nope. We lose Carl. Uh, so, looks Carl, like we lost. Yeah, Carl popped off. He should be back on any second. In fact, here he is right now. <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was uh, I was like, what happened? I thought Carl got mad and said, I'm done. I'm done. Shumagrath shot a beam at the <laughs> stream and just destroyed it. And I was clicking too many windows here and closed uh, the wrong one. But, yeah, his, he's not going to be uh, just throwing cars at Doctor Strange and it's you know, use them like that. So I don't think it's him at all. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, so in the last still, obviously, it's a connection to what if uh, Strange Supreme or Evil Doctor Strange uh, showing up. Um, although if you want to pop up the pick really quick, the last screenshot, yep, there he is. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, it looks like Baron Mordo is the one that uh, introduces him. In a sense, because he's confronting Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange, like the regular version or regular universe Doctor Strange, or the MCU universe Doctor Strange, uh, confronting him, and and then all, all of a sudden you see the evil Doctor Strange uh, appear on screen. Um, I'm I'm wondering part of why like the evil Doctor Strange is here because obviously in What If the reason. Uh, the evil Doctor Strange, because in his reality, Christine dies. So mm -hmm. maybe he finds out that Christine is alive in this universe, and I can take over as Stephen Strange and be with Christine. I wonder if that's one of his motives. Uh, could be. Um, we're, we're not even 100% sure, though, that this is the same one from the the, the What If episode. Um, the costume is different, but uh, you know, new toys, you know, they can always change costumes just for toys. Um, stuff, but uh, there are going to be multiple Doctor Stranges showing up, so this is just one of them. There is, speaking of toys, there is a toy um, that we already know that is called the um, Defender Doctor Strange. Um, he looks like he's got you know black and red costume, and that is a version that's supposed to show up in the movie as well. And I think you can kind of see very small glimpses of him in the trailer, but they don't really focus down on on that version. But there, there might be even further versions of Doctor Strange in the movie as well. So uh, it could be, again, the same one from What If. It's hard to imagine that because he was his whole job was to be guarding uh, and watching um, the, what was it, Killmonger, right? Or Ultron, one of the, whoever had the Infinity Stones at the end of the What If, his, his um, task was to watch them. Right. So, yeah, I can't um, remember which think, one exactly. Yeah, if it, unless something changed and he got relieved of his duties, um, and, or he found a way to slip away from that, uh, who knows? But I, I don't. Uh, that's one reason why I don't think it is that same strange because it's kind of hard to to just stop watching these uh, people with the Infinity Stones and uh, potentially destroying all of reality. If that's your responsibility, how do you just slip away to uh, hang out and? you know go after christy or whatever like uh, i don't think it's him so we'll we'll, we'll, we'll or, see though maybe or it could be like kind of like how loki when he blips out into or like when he takes the 
um, uh, Tesseract and Endgame, and he goes like that. Loki goes to a different timeline. It could be kind of the same situation. It's not because by the end, that's what that evil Doctor Strange is doing. But before that, you know, he's doing his own thing. So maybe he he skips out from that before before he gets to the point where he's watching uh, Killmonger or uh, Ultron that you know guarding him and watching the the Infinity Stones or whatever have you. So it'll be interesting. It could be that guy, but yeah, like you said, it could be a different guy too. Uh, but yeah, that's that's our thoughts of, essentially on the Doctor Strange as far as um, that trailer. I'm I'm looking forward. Obviously, the movie that should be um, that's obviously going to be. It'll be interesting if it was as well as No Way Home. Um, but obviously, No Way Home was also very anticipated for for a very long time, and it was it was really marketed well and hyped up because of all the the Spider Mans coming back and all the previous characters. So we'll see, you know, obviously how that does as far as blockbusters are concerned, if that, you know, also kind of does really well in the box office. Um, so we'll move on to the matrix resurrection. Uh, first, we'll just give our thoughts on the movie and, you know, what we thought about it. Um, Carl, I'll let you lead off. Uh, if, you know, just give us your thoughts. I'll have you watched it. Um, what you thought as far as if it was uh, solid, as far as, you know, the storyline, acting, characters, and all that jazz. Yeah, I'm thinking right now we need to maybe uh, develop a, a rating system so that way we can like officially give a score, like whether we do four, like you know, one out of four, or you know, five out of five, ten out of ten, or A, B, or whatever. But uh, for me, um, I did not like this movie very much. Um, there were some things that were okay to decent, um, but for the most part, I think the first half of the movie, which I've, I like over the last, well, it's been almost a month since it's been out, and uh, for the most part, like I've seen people, I've seen a lot of different takes. I've seen so many people say um, that the first half of the movie is the best part. I actually feel the exact opposite. I think the first half of the movie is the worst part of the movie and that the second half is when things get a little bit, a little interesting and having, um, before I even watched this movie, which I've seen the matrix and the other matrix movies reloaded and revolutions, um, before all of this, but I did watch them, um, uh, right before watching this on HBO max. So that I was able to, uh, remember all of these things that I definitely forgot about Reloaded. In fact, I think most of the things that I thought happened in the third movie actually happened in the second movie. So I was glad to get all of that cleared up. But for the most part, um, the way they approached the Matrix um, Resurrections in the first half of the movie, I had a huge disdain for, and partly because... Maybe it hit a little too close to home being such a gamer uh, that I am that they were using a lot of buzzwords, both like within actual gaming, like the bullet time references as many times as they kept saying that, mm -hmm. as well as game creation and, and um, development and stuff. Um, they kept referencing over and over and over again. And I get 
the whole um, the meta aspect of it. And I, I think that was a good thing the first time they did it, but then they kept doing it so much. And it was just like that joke that just stuck around for way too long and then overstayed its welcome. And it, may, it went from, okay, I'm into this. Like, oh, the, they're talking about the game development. Oh, they're flipping the movie, uh, the first three movies, and seeing that they were just games. Okay, that's fun. And then, oh, the WB. Oh, they're going to reference that. Oh, they're going to make fun of themselves. Okay, okay. Oh, now they're, they're sticking the knife, and they're just turning it, and then just keep on going. And I'm like, okay, it's getting a little tiresome. Okay, I get it. You know, you got to do the reboot. You got to do this. And, and it's like, okay, I get it. Like, stop it, please. Like, I, and it just got too, too much of it. And it was just too much. Both it was like commentary as well as just trying to uh, be meta for the sake of meta and, and, and so on. And it just, I didn't like any of that stuff. But once it, they got out of that whole matrix part of it and all of those references and all of the meta stuff and actually went to i forget what they call it but they just say new zion um and jada pinkett's character comes in and we get to uh go back into um you know reality and stuff and see what's happening with trinity and so on uh that's when it got better not to say that it was good for me but it was better and uh overall this basically was half the movie was being meta and the other half was saving Trinity. And I really wish it was something a little bit more significant than that um, on both sides of it. And, um, you know, if that meta stuff was just a brief five minute thing or even less, it would have been fine. Uh, for the most part, there was a lot of cool stuff, but it could have been better fighting, could have been better, like, you know, we'll get into the characters and stuff later, but overall the acting was just okay. The visuals were good. Um, the story is just how where I, I, I have the most issues with. Right. So um I agree with you as far as this first half of the movie is really slow. It wasn't a lot like you know, it wasn't really a lot to get into. Um the ads are, it was just like a slow build up to when they're getting out of the reality. Um, second half, it did pick up. I, I liked the second half, I thought it was solid. Um, of so I really movie, and I actually thought this movie would have been a better like as the one of the original, the trilogy, like the end of the like the third movie. I thought it was just awful, like the third movie was just terrible, like it was a terrible movie, uh, a terrible conclusion. Um, for the first two movies that were pretty good overall, like the first Matrix was good, the second one was soft, like the that was really that was pretty good too. And then the third one, it just kind of just nosedived, and it just kind of seemed like you know they were just trying to do a third movie because they had to, um, you know, finish it and you know make money in the box office for it and things like that. Because I remember, if I remember correctly, that movie came out exactly a year after the second movie did. Yeah, I don't um, remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it kind of came. It, I think it came out like, I don't even know if that, it, I don't even know if it was like a year. It was like maybe even less than a year after uh, the second movie came out or the third movie came out. But anyways, like I said, I thought, I think this one would have been a better like conclusion to the trilogy. Like, you know, if they had somehow did where the second one 
ended uh ended ended in a sense way where the the, the how the third one ended them and then it explained that you know they're back in the matrix and then now they're you know they find a way to get out of the matrix again and whatever have you um i think that would have been a better like trilogy overall uh as opposed to this kind of being almost a standalone because technically this isn't part of the first three movies this is its own movie in a sense uh that's at least that's how i view it but uh yeah i i thought it was like i said the second half i thought it was fine the first half not so much um I mean, I guess if, if I would recommend watching it, like, yeah, if you have nothing better to do <laughs> and if you want to waste a couple of hours just to see how it goes, I would say, yeah, go for it. But, yeah, I, I definitely think, like I said, I, it's a movie that um, wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. All right, so one of the things that... Um... Which I think part of the writing for this movie was waiting to see who was on board to come back. Because one interesting thing is that you have within their own universe, like if you remember the first two Matrix movies, uh, you had Oracle, you know, played by the actress that she was played by. And then in the third movie, it was a completely different actress as the Oracle. And I don't know if there was a real world reason why there was a different actress, but within the universe, they said that she had to change her skin. She had a new look like, uh, like, I guess they found out what she looked like. So she changed the way she looks. So that way she can hide within the matrix more, something like, of, along those lines. So you have a Canon in universe explanation of that characters can look different but still have the same memories and all of that stuff so now we go to morpheus here in this movie because Lawrence fishburne did not want to come back for this as far as i understand either he wasn't interested or the script wasn't good or scheduling issues i don't know but no Lawrence fishburne in this movie we have a new actor playing more morpheus and with that like with you know, just his introduction is that he was already a game character because uh, Neo is a game developer now. So he created the Matrix and then he created the Morpheus character to be part Morpheus and part Agent Smith. So he was actually an agent within the game, but he just looked like Morpheus, but he didn't really look like actual Morpheus. So he's just kind of you know, he has a, a new skin, so he looks different. Uh, but once he gets awakened and becomes a matrix or out of the matrix, whatever, I felt his performance didn't feel like Lawrence Fishburne's uh, Morpheus whatsoever. Uh, it felt like a new character. It felt like a different person. It felt like someone um, that was trying to because they had all those clips and stuff of lawrence fishburne's morpheus in the background and on the projectors and stuff like that but then they have this morpheus that it's just like i said those really cool badass things back then I remember that that was fun um i'm not going to say anything weird like that now i'm going to say something completely different and act out a character that's a, that that's kind of how it felt and it didn't feel like he was being a leader it kind of felt like he was being more of a tool 
to drive the this cool factor of this movie, uh, but not actually being the character that he was in all the previous ones. Right, yeah, and like him being a program essentially too was kind of weird. Like, right, as he's like, he's he's part of the game, but he's still helping them, obviously. So it's it's an interesting angle, I guess, um, that they took um, with with him in particular. Right, and then like another new skin, which it's not the same thing, but um, I wonder if. They did that just again because Lawrence Fishburne didn't want to come back, so they have to find some other way to have Morpheus, but not, uh, not him looking the same. Because what if, what if uh, Carrie Ann Moss didn't want to come back for this? What would have happened to Trinity? Would they have done the same thing, recast Trinity, and say that you know she just got a new skin or whatever? Would they have gone with a whole nother storyline? Uh, entirely um, but I do kind of like like the they're saying that after the end of the Matrix 3 um, I guess it was like 60 or 80 years had passed before you know uh, to get to this movie but so in between Matrix 3 and Matrix 4 is about 60 or 80 years um, so this entire time they the Matrix itself re- uh, resurrected Neo because he did die at the end of Matrix 3, and then um, he was put back in the Matrix, and they disguised him, so he's not looking like Neo. He looks like some old guy. So that's always the best way to, to, to hide someone, is to have them hiding in plain sight. And that is... Uh, the Oracle is portrayed by Gloria Foster for two movies. She died. Yeah, so I didn't want to say those words, but yeah, so, so she died, so she was replaced um by by a new oracle but within the universe is uh she was she got a new skin like but she was still has the same memories and stuff um sorry about that i accidentally clicked oh no worries my browser off (laughs) yeah okay we both do it huh (laughs) in the same (laughs) stream (laughs) but uh yeah like i liked that he was hiding in plain sight and stuff and he 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 was like people didn't recognize him as neo because it's it's easy at you putting him back in the matrix morpheus or anyone else uh any of the humans they're like yeah they know what neo looks like that's why they couldn't find him for this entire time but um i like that i like another thing that they can travel through mirrors now mm-hmm. as opposed to needing because before they had to use um landline, landline. phones no there's um, no landlines anymore <laughs> you're right like we're in the future people use cell phones yeah that was a fun they had cell phones in the original thing and that's how they communicated outside of the matrix to right. the operator but they had to use landline phones to actually get out of the matrix and go back into their uh, human bodies. Uh, now they can go through any, I guess, I don't know if it's reflective surfaces or specifically mirrors. Cause there was that train sequence. They had to go through that little tiny mirror and they just had to make it work. It was like the closest mirror to them. So I thought that was cool. Uh, I don't know how that's supposed to work within the universe, how mirrors are just connected to, you know, code. What whatever. Um, uh, how did you feel about Agent Smith? 
the this new Agent Smith in this movie? Eh, I like the other Agent Smith. Other Agent Smith was more like robotic, and I think that's how Agent Smith should be. <laughs> like he's supposed to be kind of like a very, uh, um, and obviously um, the actor too. Uh, it was uh, it's, it's Hugo, right? Hugo Weaving, yeah, Weaving. That's right, Hugo Weaving. I can't remember his last name. Um, Hugo Weaving is obviously a really good actor too, so uh, mm-hmm. much better than this guy. Who, no disrespect to him, um, but he's not he's not on Hugo Weaving's level. Um, and yeah. I just like I just like the uh, um, like I like I don't even think he called him Mister Anderson at one anytime. Like Mister Anders, he did, yeah, mm-hmm. like. Like not that way though, not like the way that. No, like, yeah, he <laughs> he couldn't. He was yeah, because he yells at Mister Anderson. It's a completely different yeah uh, delivery of that line, and like this isn't yeah. the same. Why wouldn't you say the line the same way? If you're yeah. the same, you're supposed to be the same person, right? Right, right. This is the same. Like you know the way he said it. That's like just an iconic way, Mister Anderson. Like mm-hmm. the way he was saying that that like I I, just, I didn't really care for the new Agent Smith that that was like man eh, kind of uh, kind of not my cup of tea um, but obviously he kind of changed he wasn't necessarily uh, a bad guy in this movie not as I mean they had conflicting things but there was also and towards the end he kind of ends up helping them um, in a way um, but yeah. That I I definitely obviously I like Hugo Weaving a lot better. Yeah, one thing I found weird about Agent Smith, uh, which I haven't done a lot of research into this, so maybe I should have. But in the original trilogy, and again watching the last movie over again, like the whole thing is that he was able to uh, one he didn't want to be a part of the Matrix anymore. Uh, two, he was able to actually leave the Matrix and come to the reality and took over that one human's body uh, who was killed. But within the Matrix, Agent Smith took over Oracle and gained all this power and was able to continue to duplicate himself. And uh, I b- believe he just took over the entire city uh, with all of his duplicates. And there was uh, Neo and, and Smith fighting. Um at the end of matrix three and about from what i was seeing at least my interpretation is that neo went to the machine city to talk to you know the, all the machines the matrix to strike a deal because agent smith the program smith was getting out of control and that the matrix couldn't handle or control it anymore because you think if you have this rogue program that is destroying all of your other programs and able to exit the matrix is going to cause all these problems. And the matrix wasn't doing anything about it because they couldn't, they needed Neo, but Neo couldn't do it by himself either. So they joined forces and there was the power of the matrix plus Neo that was able to uh, destroy agent Smith and early stop him. I'm pretty sure he was destroyed uh, in matrix three. And then Neo dies after that. So why, if you're going to reboot the Matrix, because this is a new rebooted Matrix meta, um, but they rebooted the Matrix to a new, higher version, why would you recreate Agent Smith? Why would you recreate that program if you know the program's problematic? 
That's the thing that I didn't understand. Yeah. It was kind of, well, I think it was also because he wasn't in full control of. Um, I think then he want like, I can't remember um, what the, what do you call it, said, the um, architect. Like, he wanted to, you know, control some of the characters, and that's why he kept Trinity, and that's why he kept, um, like, that he can he can control the entire thing, and that's why he did certain things with the, the characters. I thought that's what he explained. Like, he was kind of like, his his toy in a sense his i'm not sure um i think well i know with trinity um it was which we can go we can talk about uh, what's his face now so it was the the analyst of the neil patrick's harris character um, analyst sorry yeah was the architect yeah, it, yeah that's what uh, when the, when i was watching it too i thought he was saying like a reskin version like we've been saying i thought he was the the architect but in a new skin that's that's my understanding of it but i did wiki this because i didn't understand a whole lot about this character in the first place but it says that he usurped control of the matrix from the architect and then updated the matrix to better control humans within uh the purging of many programs in the process and then he posed as neo's therapist to keep access to him because the whole thing and that's just from wiki but the whole thing was that they needed a new power source uh all of the machines and you know neo having all of this power they wanted to draw off of neo but they tried to do that and just resurrect neo and put him back in the matrix but he wasn't operating at full capacity. So they then introduced, they realized, oh, he needs Trinity. So let's put them together. But they were like, okay, that's a little too problematic. He's getting too powerful. If we put Trinity and, and Neo together, because they just have this thing that's going to mess everything up. So let's put them close, but not too close. So that way he can be reaching for her. He'll start feeling some tingly things. We can draw all of that power from all the tingly sensations from from Trinity that he's getting, but never put them two together. So having the analyst there is having him explore his feelings. He can talk about Trinity. He can talk about the 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 you know whatever food and stuff. His life as a a, a programmer and stuff, and they can just continue to draw his power. So he's controlling Neo and controlling all of this stuff. That's what I gathered out of it. Um, but again, like I said, the first watch though, I thought he was the architect and, it, and, um, I assumed that we were going to get a new Oracle too, but I don't, we didn't get a new Oracle, right? There was no, there was no official Oracle character. Well, though it said it was, uh, it, the Oracle was portrayed by a different person. Like it was, it was the same at that, right? The Oracle um, was portrayed by Gloria Foster in the first two movies. No, I'm talking about in this one. And in the fourth, this the new movie, there wasn't a new Oracle, was there? I don't remember there being an actual oh, okay. new Oracle. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I know that um, they, they had uh, Sati returning as an adult, mm-hmm. um, which she's in there, and I guess she was kind of or maybe she was kind of doing being the oracle in a sense. 
Yeah, probably in, in something like that. Um, and I and I thought that was a really nice callback too, because after watching again, watching the three movies, I was like, what was this character? What was this little girl for? Why would they even have um, this family? And like, because they're they're programs. They're not right. like people. They're programs. Um, and their story was interesting enough, but the little girl seemed a little useless. Um, and if I do remember correctly, at the end of the third movie, Sati, the little girl, and the Oracle were sitting at a park on the park bench, and she was asking if he would ever come back, like talking if Neo was ever going to come back. So I think Oracle did make it out of uh, Matrix 3, but between you know that 60, 80-year time gap, uh, what happened to them? I don't know. I do have the wiki up here, but I don't want to... Um, like spend a bunch of time sorting through it. Um, but still seeing Sati there and as a callback and having an actual important role in the movie, I thought was really nice. And, you know, having her be grown up, although, you know, again, 60 years, she didn't look like uh, very old, but still, you know, it was still nice to see her. Right. Right. And then uh, the final, I was the new character that introduces bugs. Um, I liked. Uh, I, th- I think she was kind of a almost a mix of Morpheus and um, a couple of other characters, in a sense. She kind of because she was the one that that pulls um, Neo out of out of the Matrix this time, um, and she's kind of the like the leader. Um, she's she's uh, what's the uh, the the, the, the uh, ship's name again? I can't remember the top of my head. Uh, the Nebuchadnezzar. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the, if that's the name of her ship, but no, no, yeah, no. Um, the her ship. I forget her the ship of her her name, but yeah, I don't remember her ship's name. But yeah, she. Um, yeah, what, what what were your thoughts on her as a character? Uh, one, I uh, this is meta working really well, so I actually like this meta for bugs because bugs is. A reference to Bugs Bunny, which this is a movie made by the WB, which Bugs mm-hmm. Bunny is a character from the WB. And she says in the movie, what's up, Doc? That's good. Like, there's a line. I picked up on that right away. I was like, that's good meta. I like that. That's fun. Uh, if you're, you're not going to get it, if you're not paying attention. But um, I probably pointed out to somebody it was didn't realize that. But, you know, she is that she's that that. That's good. Like she's a good character. She um, she looks cool. She has some good fighting scenes. Um, she was still kind of a plot device just to get things going for Neo because she broke him out and stuff. So she didn't get a ton of use. Uh, she also was one of the reasons why they were able to get Trinity out because they merged, like they used her whatever bio scan or whatever it is. Uh, whatever logic they use to get Trinity out of uh, that pod. Um, but, you know, there's still a lot of potential for the character and, you know, she could be important role. I'm glad she wasn't like the new love interest or had any kind of love interest whatsoever yeah. in the movie. Just like she had, you know, she was a leader. She had a role. She did her thing. And that wasn't an interest. Like the only real love thing in this movie is trinity and neo um and that's about it so i do like that for her character 
Um, real quick, I didn't make a slide about it, but like I forget also the character's name, but the one that um, uh, I can't remember her name name now. Jada Pinkett uh, was playing. Uh, was also an intro. What it was an unexpected callback because I had no idea she was even in the movie. Uh, so when she called, when she came up in all of her long hair and her age self, I'm like, wait a second, wait seriously, she's back. Wow, um, you know, it was completely out of left field for me. Um, so I like that callback too, and the fact that they were able to bring her back was um interesting so it still again makes me weird like why would Lawrence Fishburne not come back when everyone else did especially Jada Pinkett like Jada Pinkett coming back to play the same character when she wasn't all that important in the first trilogy um and then everyone else coming back why wouldn't Lawrence Fishburne come back yeah so yeah but uh yeah, we'll we'll wrap up here. Um, any final thoughts overall? Not only for uh, Matrix, but uh, Doctor Strange as well that that you want to um, mention before we we get we get out of here. Um, just a quick note. Um, again, I didn't like the first part of the movie of the Matrix. So the second half was okay. Um, I do find it interesting, and I wonder if they actually plan on making like another trilogy of these Matrix movies. Uh, where they might go, especially with with, uh, the ending with Trinity, as she seemingly has Neo's abilities now. So uh, I do like that. But it's like, I feel like they could end it here and and be like, yes, Trinity is just as powerful as Neo now. And you can just, you know, be done. But there's enough, I wouldn't say, I don't know. I don't know if there's enough story to tell or what direction they can go with this. Like, are they just going to be existing and just leave it here? Or is there going to be something more complica- complicated and complex? Now we got, you know, Neo and Trinity back. Are they are going to be able to take down the machines in the real world? Are they going to leave things as is? Are they going to try to bring back the population? Because uh, I think that's another thing they were saying, that the, the Jada Pinkett character wasn't focused on rescuing people anymore but she was more focused on growing you know the strawberries and stuff and making fruit uh than rescuing more people from out of the matrix out of the pods right she was Um, kind of protecting the city as opposed to just trying to save people right and growing and growing and growing right like they were growing organically from just like humans and you know really actually doing instead of saving those that are in those uh, machine cities and getting them out of the matrix Um, so there's potential there uh it's just whether or not it'd be interesting because like i said matrix 3 was not a great movie um and really the only real matrix movie is the first one to be honest with you Um, right like the like you can watch the first Matrix movie and skip the other two because the second one is a great action, you know, some great action sec pieces, but it's still like the whole, like the whole premise, the the thought, the the whole part, first part of this uh, this new movie where they're talking about what is the Matrix. They just described the first movie. All of the other movies were just like 
not at all relevant um mm-hmm. but talking about how meta it was and what is real and all of those things and people what people associate to the matrix is all just the first movie um so if they can't go back to that sort of thing in the sec you know in any kind of further um uh, extra movies after this fourth one i'd probably not going to be interested yeah it'll be um it'll be interesting if they like yeah they do make another one um going forward to try to extend another trilogy maybe i don't know um it'll be interesting one thing i did want to mention i forgot to uh for dr strange it was i thought in- interesting because they show in here obviously chaos magic they introduced in wandavision and there's a still um or not a still but like a portion a portion of the pr- trailer where it shows dr strange potentially uh tapping into chaos magic um and like a kind of like a burst of he's around so the context is kind of left out maybe he's not really uh using it or what he's doing with it but it looks like because there's like like the same way where when wanda uses it you see the the red um you know um whatever thing that comes about the red like light or the uh like the gas thing or whatever it is um substance that that's around uh the chaos magic so uh dr strange was kind of looks like he was tapping into it as well so it'll be interesting to see what that is about once we actually see the movie and how much how deep they go into that as well and because obviously you mentioned the chaos magic but um, we'll be interested to see how much they dwell into that as well. But yeah, that's yeah. pretty much a uh, that's pretty much a wrap uh, for today's episode. Obviously, please follow us. Uh, you can follow me at Science Fiction, and Carl. You can find follow him at Ninja Chortle. And obviously, please, if you missed any of our previous episodes, we've gone over so many movie shows. Obviously, a lot of Marvel stuff, MCU stuff, but we've gone over other movies as well that are uh, not necessarily comic book related. Uh, please check those out as well. Let us know what you think. Um, also, let us know if there's any topic that you want us to cover, uh, like any 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 movies particular. It doesn't have to be anything new. If there's like an old movie that you want us to talk about that you're really interested in, uh, let us know. Obviously, uh, send in uh, to Barroom Network or one of us uh, as far as what you want to uh, want us to talk about. But yeah, thank you again for all the viewers and listeners uh, tuning in. Uh, Till next time. All right, see you guys.